You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. The AfterBuzz Studios in Los Angeles, California, presented by Maria Menounos and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies. This is AfterBuzz TV's Shark Tank After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show. It's AfterBuzz TV's Shark Tank After Show. <laughs> Na, 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 na. <laughs> we want to switch up the song. I know. We, we, we want the rap na, part, na. though. Uh, it's a lot further away than we thought. Hey, guys, we're here. At, there, there you go. I don't know these words. All the money in the world. If I was a wealthy girl. All right. Here we are. Shark Tank. After Buzz recap show. After show. I believe it's episode 21. It is. is. It's hard to keep up sometimes because they don't have episode names, but wheeling and dealing like always. What did you guys think about this episode? I'm not going to lie. I feel like it was... eh. Yeah, it was a little slow. A little bit of a snooze fest. What do you think, Phil? Not their best week by far. None of the products were very exciting. I was just going to say, I was going to ask, is it because the products were... I think we could kill this song. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. No! He just wanted to make sure that we didn't start singing again. I think that's what Phil was trying to do. Well, were we that bad? I don't answer that. Um, That's what I was going to ask. Is it because the products were boring? The entrepreneurs were not pitching us and get us, us excited. Because I feel like we've gotten excited about products that maybe that we wouldn't use, but it was like, oh, it's such a good idea. Right. Like, there was nothing super innovative. I don't, I mean, maybe. I think that's what it was. It was yeah. all stuff that we already have. Except the crickets. Yeah, but I mean, it's still a protein bar. You know what I mean? Right. Okay, the crickets, you know, we kind of, just like the um, sharks, we're like, ew. You know, none of us really yeah. got into it. Um, the funniest one was Morninghead, but that's because, I mean, no one said it, but like that, you knew why it was called Morninghead because it's going to get so many clicks right off the bat because as opposed to, because he could have well called it Bedhead. But Bedhead is taken. There's a company called Bedhead. Yeah, there is. Well, I'm sorry. Morninghead is taken too. <laughs> okay. By something else. Oh. Ew. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I have to say about that. Okay, wait, are you serious? Are you, are you, no but, one, but, you guys, but, tell me you guys didn't make that connection. Did not. No. Mark kept laughing every two seconds, and oh. I know we're going to talk about each but product I, but I right thought, off the bat. I, I thought he was laughing at the fact that pretty much this guy's trying to make a business out of putting a diaper on his head. That's what I thought, too. I don't think he was laughing about the fact that I think he was, I think he so knew why this company was called Morninghead. Ew. <laughs> Am I, like, that naive? All I kept thinking about was, like, oh, man, this sucker totally wanted to name this bedhead, but it was taken. <laughs> That's all I kept thinking about. I was like, he got screwed. Morning heaven was what was left. Yeah, I feel like, I think for me, uh, we'll get to But it. I guess that is funny. See? All right. So first, into the tank, we've got Pat from Salt Lake City with his eco-friendly energy bar called Chipotle. Yeah. Chipotle. Chip, Chapel? Chupo? Chipotle. Chipotle. <laughs> um, he wants $50,000 for 5% of his company. And, um, I mean, I don't know, like, like, I get what he's doing here. Um, I don't know that I would feel comfortable eating it either. Right. I mean, I, I have tried crickets before. Just for shits and giggles? Yeah, because my dad always used to be like, you guys need to try everything. So, like, I've had cheddar-flavored crickets, and I think I've had chocolate-covered crickets, too. Um, And they're just really crunchy. Crunchy. You don't really taste anything. So, not that I... But I, like, don't go out looking for cricket meals. You know what I mean? So, I, I don't think I would necessarily choose this protein bar over... I don't but know. because you've had it already, are you not like... Is that a big out. negative for... It's not a negative for you. No, but it's for sure not a selling point. 
Right. I mean, I get what they're trying to do with the selling point is in the eco-friendly way. It's they use a lot less resources to create the protein to create the flour. Right. Which, I mean, I can kind of buy. I think a lot of it's BS. Is it? I think it might be a lot of BS. It's kind of like a lot of the, you know, eco-friendly clothing and all that. That's a lot of BS. But um, I don't know. I mean, he's selling it. He made just a little. He made $50,000 a little under a year. He's selling it to like natural food stores, gyms, cycling stores, and like CrossFit places. Yeah. So it's like I feel like a product like this, you kind of have to sell that way. Like you need to get the the street credit, so to speak. If if that's what he's going to focus on, the protein bar, it's like you, it, being in the gym says a lot. Yeah, because totally. I feel like the gyms would be like your product's crap, or okay, we'll have it here. I mean, I would love to see the nutritional label on these. I think it's a really good idea. I eat a lot of protein bars, and my boyfriend, he. He's a trainer and a bodybuilder, so he eats a lot of protein bars. And he'll be the first one to say a lot of it's just sugar and fat. Yeah. So they're really – I mean, obviously you have the protein in there, but I would love to see how the rest of the bar is, like what's made up of it, you know? Right. Is it all around better for you or is it just a different source of protein? I don't – I mean, he didn't – he didn't explain that much. I think he I, lost the Met Crickets, that's why. I yeah, don't think... I mean, well, I like the joke. I'm not going to lie. Do you, do you guys remember the joke? No. Why are frogs so happy? Oh, yeah. <laughs> it eats what bugs them. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. I, I you know, I, the argument about sushi, I think, um, you know, could have been an okay one, but um, Kevin right. just had him right off the bat. Okay, it took this guy 20 years to get sushi acclimated into the American culture. Right. And so... Right, yeah. but it wouldn't... I don't think... I don't think it would take him 20 years. Like, people are already... Eating... Like, it ha- You know what I mean? It's cooking. like when you... Yeah, or eating sushi, which is raw. Right. You know what I'm saying? So I feel like now right. that people are, like, open to the possibility, it would take a long time, but I don't think it would take another 20 years. No. I don't um. think so. I mean, I think he's selling them for a great price, too. two ninety nine, one dollar to make them. Right, which isn't that great of a margin. I think I think at the beginning it was one nineteen, and then he wants to get it down to one dollar. Right. Um. But um. You know. So Robert, right away, he's just like snakes, bugs. They freak me out. I'm out. Like right away. And I was kind of like, whoa, all right. Like I didn't. I didn't expect them to get. Like I didn't expect them to hesitate so much to eat it. Did you guys expect that? Like I thought, like being up there, being right. like successful, well versed, experienced people, they would have been like, "All right, I can eat a cricket, I'll be okay." Yeah, definitely. I didn't expect as much resistance as we kind of saw. What do you think, Phil? I mean, to some degree, you also have to kind of wonder. Like, I mean, not that this ever happens, but who are these people that are coming into the tank? I mean, they could be feeding me poison. <laughs> For all I know, and so you know, if if I hear the word crickets, I'm like, eh, you know, I don't have to. I'm not obligated. You're going to try all it. like there's like resin in there, aren't yeah, you? Yeah, no, I going. don't think that they were necessarily worried about that. I think they were just trying to up the drama a little bit. Yeah, and then I thought it was very interesting what Mr. Wonderful had to say about crickets being the lucky bug, and in some places like China, they're that if you kill, yeah, like if you kill the lucky bug, you're like doomed or some something like that. And I was like, all right, that to me that. Something like that is more of a negative than the fact that it's just a bug. A negative as to why you wouldn't want to eat the protein? A negative as to why I think they would have a harder time oh, selling, selling it. it. Because if people, like a lot of people believe in that like Chinese calendar and good fortune. And, you know what I mean? Right. Like a lot of people believe in that culture of like good luck or superstition. That's the word that I was looking for. So I feel like, you know what I mean? Like you're you're cutting out a, a lot, lot of people, people. Yeah, you know? Um. Anyway, Barbara was pretty much like, it's going to be a long journey. Long journey means at one place or another, she's going to have to invest more money. So she's pretty much out. Um, Damon just couldn't wrap his head around it, pretty much. <laughs> and he said he was out. And then Mark was kind of like, okay, like I kind of, I'm, I'm interested. Make right. me a better offer, which which is interesting. I don't know that I've seen him do that before. Right. Make me a better offer than the offer that you're giving me because that one's the evaluate the it's it's crazy valuation. It's funny because he wasn't giving him an offer. Yeah, he just kept trying to pitch himself again. He's like, dude, like I'm telling you, I'm interested. Right. What can you do? Right. And he wasn't saying he was going to give any more money. He was saying, give me a better percentage, right. pretty much. Um, and he, he was kind of, Pat was a little bit taken by surprise, I I think. I don't think he thought that something like that would happen. So he kind of comes back with, okay, 
And Mark, again, makes it like he hasn't even, like, done it yet. He's yeah. making me an offer. Um, and then he comes, you know, with the 15%. And, and then... I know. I love this part. I did love this part. Robert was like, you know, the more you're talking, the more I think this is a good business idea. Not specifically for the protein, but for the flour. For actually what's created... I mean, not for the protein bar, but for the protein that's in the flour right. that's created. And then you can take that and you can put it in tons of different other things so he he was seeing a different business model for this guy and he jumps in and he says i'll give you fifty thousand for 20 percent." i know and then mark and then mark undercut him and was like i'll give you the fifty thousand for 15 percent." what i loved about this is right afterwards mark's like thanks for costing me a percentage yeah because he, he was, was trying to get him up to 20 percent yeah, the entire time yeah what, what was interesting though to me was that sometimes like mark could have been like I'll do that 50 for 20% too. You you know what I mean? Like Mark could have done that and made him pick between the two, but clearly Mark wanted, or Mark could have said 18% or whatever. So something rang, it felt like something rang true in Mark's head that he really wanted it all of a sudden. Right, but I feel like Mark, they always say that he's a very generous shark. True. He like I think he's not like off. trying to rip him off, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, I guess so. So, um... So that was that. He makes a deal with Mark for $50,000. He gets 15% of the company. Um, anything else about the eco-friendly energy bar with crickets as their protein? Anything else you guys want to add about that one? No, I'm just like really weary whenever someone's eco-friendly. And I feel bad saying that. I don't want to be so pessimistic about it. But really, how eco-friendly are you? I don't know. I, I, I'm the same way, and I guess I think it's because we've we've both been in industries where we we see so many people claim that title, right? Um, and there's not there's not um, not that I know of. There's not a specific thing that as a company you have to do X Y Z in order to say you're eco friendly. There's no standards to actually be able to say that. Period. Which maybe there should be. Here's um, the you know just just as a general rule of thumb for me eco friendly. Is more about the idea of uh, con- consume less, produce more, right? And so, if you're a company, you're already off the bat producing. At, you're, you know what I mean? Right. Uh, or you're rather, I'm sorry, um, you're kind of consuming in order to produce, right? And so, I don't know. It's just the, it's just the tricky territory to get into. Yeah, but no. I could, if you guys ever want to talk about urban sustainable living, I'm here for you guys. <laughs> no, and I get what you're saying, but there is a need for business and and people that supply products, so that that problem's gonna arise. So I think a lot of these companies try and claim eco friendly within that that game that people play as companies, you know. But I yeah, I feel like it's very. Um, it's very hard to say that. Like, I don't give that eco-friendly. I don't give it weight anymore. In yeah, the beginning, I, don't give it I, I was just kind of like, oh, great. What are they doing? And the more and more research you do, there's a lot of companies saying they're eco-friendly right. and they're not. Right. And I'm not saying that this one isn't. Pat looks like a lovely man. He looks like he cares. So good luck to you, Pat. Clearly he doesn't care about the crickets, though. The lucky, <laughs> lucky animal. I love that there's a cricket farm that they get them from. Yeah, I love that he's funny. I love that he's like, yeah, we go in there with lassos and we lasso him up. And you know, he did say how they how they you know um, kill the crickets, so to speak. They they do it the easiest way, I guess. They said was the they freeze them so there's no pain for the little guys. Well, I guess that was nice. Anyway, <laughs> moving on. Anything else before we uh, jump off the crickets? No. Then we had Brian White with the garage door lock. Um, what do you guys think about this right away? Okay, so I'm going to be totally honest with you. My house growing up has been broken into several times, and it's really freaking scary. And no matter What's how- What's the address? <laughs> Stop. It's in New Jersey. Anyway. My house in New York was broken up too. Yeah, it's really scary. And we live in a lovely neighborhood. You know, it's not, it just, you never, like you're never totally secure. And we've always had alarms and we've always had our doors locked. And still to this day, I'm like kind of scared to be alone sometimes because of it. So something like this, I'm for sure going to tell my parents about that they need to get it. I'm going to for sure too. I didn't, because I think this is, this is one of those products that I had no idea, But, but we were broken into the garage. We totally were. And I never, I, you think that when you put the garage door down, it's locked. Cause if you try and just lift it, you you can't can't just lift it up. Right. But I don't, I think you can't just lift it up because it's, 
connected to an electronic. So it's, you know what I mean? It gives the resistance back rather than that it's actually locked. So he's saying that you can't just lift it, but that if you use, like, let's say, like a screwdriver or something and play with it underneath that you can lift it up, right? Yes. As if you were breaking into a car, he's saying. Right. Right. Which, so it's not technically locked. It's just the system doesn't allow you to freely pick it up. Right. It wants the machine or the mechanism, whatever, to pick it up. Yeah. I think it's a really cra- crazy good idea, and I feel like it can be in every single household. Yeah. And I, I feel like... You know, taking it a step further, he should have maybe have a service where people go install them. Because yeah. who, you know, who's going to want to, I don't want to buy this thing and go spend three, he said couple, several, several hours. For him, it takes 45 minutes and he obviously knows what he's doing. He created the thing. Right. So several hours out there tinkering with the garage, maybe not doing it right because it's got to hook up to a remote. Like I would be, I, would I mean, the biggest thing off. is I, I think if I'm buying safety, I don't want to be the one installing it yeah, because I'm going to be like, okay, it, you know, um, just even all, let's say the let's say the chances are one percent that I get this wrong. I don't want that one percent. If, if I'm buying this because my garage isn't already safe enough, I want a professional to install it so that I know that I'm a hundred percent guaranteed or as guaranteed as I can be. No, I totally agree with you, and that could be a it it, it could be you know. It sells for one hundred and forty nine ninety five retail, but he could no, two forty nine. I mean two forty nine. He could say, you know, for fifty dollars, we'll come install it for right. you and have someone at or not even like I know he wants to sell it to stores and stuff. He can be just like a service, you know what I mean, like a security service, like ATD or P or whatever it is. You know what right. I mean? He- like he's just a security people, a garage door people. I mean, I don't know because then I guess you could go back to licensing it to the garage door manufacturers. But if you license it to a garage door manufacturer, it should come already on the garage door. Correct. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you shouldn't have to install it afterwards. So, I don't know. Um, I love that this guy, he was, and Robert said this, he's like, I really appreciate your honesty. Because he he said it from the very beginning, he has done no marketing. None. He doesn't know this space at all. Well, he but did one YouTube video. Right. And yeah. then Mark was like, did you follow up with it with a second one? And he's like, nope. Yeah. He's like, sure didn't. <laughs> But at least he made one. I, I wish we could. We should have watched that YouTube video. I know. We, we should have. Phil, can you pull that up somehow? <laughs> and show us? Or is that possible to put it? No. Give me, uh, give me a little bit. Okay. Right. Give me, you guys talk for at least 30 seconds. Okay. okay. Um, are you there? Yeah. Okay. I, that, you heard yeah, that. Yeah. It got all silent for a second. Um, you know, something that was totally off. I don't know if you heard this or or wrote it down or whatever, but this guy also patented the device that sure. launches you up for parasailing. I know. Which I thought was crazy. And and that's kind of where Barbara was going. She kind of was like, you're, you're an amazing person, but you're just not an entrepreneur. You're an inventor. You have these good ideas, but you are not a salesperson. You have no marketing skills, pretty much. So she's pretty much like, I'm out. Like, I get it. I love you. Gone. You know? I know, but... He knows that about himself, too. And that's why he's there, because he's seeking their help for that. Right. I wish she wasn't so dismissive. She wasn't? Yeah. She, yeah. Barbara is very dismissive. Yeah. I kind of, I kind this was the first time the way she spoke to someone really rubbed me the wrong way. You know, not, not that I was so attached to this guy, but it was just like, you're not an inventor. You can't do this. And he was trying to be honest. Like, well, that's why I'm here. Like, right, he wasn't exactly. just one of those people that was trying to be on the show to get sales to go through the roof for the next few weeks. You right. know what I mean? Like, he really was like, I've got this great idea. I know how to work, but I don't know how to really get it out there. But I'll work. I'll do whatever I need to do in order to get it. You know? So, um, so I was, I was, I was a little bit taken back the way that she spoke. I've never seen her attack like that, I guess. Um, speaking of with, you know how a lot of people do come up on the show just to increase their sales temporarily, yeah. or I mean, they can just to get that extra publicity. Right. I wonder how they fund all this new coming orders. Like if they're a small business, right. and they don't necessarily have the capital, or if they don't have the product, because a lot of them are coming on Shark Tank because they need money to fund it. To fund it. Well, there's something um, that exists in the clothing industry that what's prob- his, um before sorry uh what's what's the guy's name Brian White Brian White Garage, Garage Door, Door Lock, Lock. Uh, there's so many of these YouTube videos for the same thing here let me um here I'll put it up on your guys' screen give me one sec did you find it this guy uh, I found too many he said he only had one 
Yeah, but it's not it's not that it's his, it's it's the fact that there's Oh. <laughs> Yeah, Put like cool. original. Put his name, Brian White. Do do do. For those of you watching, we're pulling it up. Yeah, and... we're pulling it up. Well, I'll keep talking while you, you know pull what it I mean. Up. But it's um, it's like where the heck is this? Oh, uh, keep looking. All so right. We'll, uh, but obviously, a lot of people have it. Yeah. <laughs> well, real quick though, to answer your question, uh, I know this is true for the fashion industry, and I'm sure it's probably true for other industries as well. If you go. They have these things called factors. You know what factors? Mm-hmm. It's like if you go to the factor and say, hey, I've got an order for $100,000, they'll like front them the money right. and then they'll act as the collector and collect the money. It's almost With like you sell interest, the PO. Right? Yeah. It's almost like you sell the PO over to them and they own the order and they give you money to produce it and then they collect the money and then they take their fee and their yeah. percentage and stuff like that. So I'm sure, I mean, that's a good quality problem. Right. To not be right. able to produce, you know? Of course. Um, so pretty much, yeah, he did the one video. And I like that Mr. Wonderful kind of stood up for him, which I've not seen a lot of either. After Barbara kind of tore him down, he was kind of like, easy. Mr. Wonderful sticks up for a lot. I mean, as much as he breaks people down, yeah. if he likes someone or if he likes the idea, he'll let them know. Yeah. No, that's true. And, um, you know, he said that he's got to get one. But it's not really evident on how he's going to make the money back. And right. he's, you know, all about the, the money back, which makes sense. So he was out. Um, Mark, Mark pretty much was like, you don't have the infrastructure for sales, which Mark, you know, says a lot. Is this the video? This is the video. All right. Yeah. Here we go. Let's take it. Here we go. Let's see what Brian White did. Breaking into a garage in six seconds. Dun, Luckily, dun, dun. there's music to it. Oh, there we go. All right, so we got a we got a piece oh, of wood wow. in there. We got a slim jim. What? Wow! Whoa! That is pretty uh, freaking easy. Breaking into a garage. One, two, three, four, five. Six seconds, the doors open, and it wasn't even that loud. Get your garage door locked now. <laughs> That's crazy. That's so crazy. But so, or the, the get website, a garage by without the way, windows. The <laughs> website, by the way, is called eloxsys.com. Okay. It's not garage door. So I, I, I thought we were going to see Brian. I mean, I, I would have assumed that he also made a YouTube video. Showing how to install. Yeah. I don't know if that I mean, was this right video video. has 1.4 million views. The one you just... Get it, Brian. Yes. <laughs> wow, that's crazy. Crazy, crazy, crazy. Okay, so Mark says, you know, he doesn't have the infrastructure to build sales, which, again, I feel like that's kind of why he was there. He didn't know how... He didn't have those skills. He didn't know how to do that. Correct. Um, but he said he's out. And then Damon says... um. He said, I'm going to do it. I'm going to make you a, a Kevin play. Right. You know, he's like, I'll offer you $275,000 for 40%, but it's contingent on a licensing, licensing deal. deal. To the garage door manufacturers. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. I One of my friends has a garage door company. I oh. have to ask him about this. Do it. Call him right now. No. Call a friend. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Imagine. So, have you thought? I, I want to know that. You have to get back to okay, us next I will, week. I will. Um... And then Robert, who first was like, you're going to have to educate people on this. It's not going to work, blah, 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 comes back in again. Again, exactly like we saw and before. he says, I'll give you $250,000 for 70% of the company. No contingency, though. And then Damon was kind of like, what are you talking about? Like, And Robert's answer was like, I know a guy. I know a guy. <laughs> And and it's funny because Brian earlier said that he knew a guy too, and he was getting an introduction, which I think that was a a weird term that they've never heard before. He had a guaranteed introduction to someone, and they were you know playing on that a little bit. And then Brian, all of a sudden, Mister No Sales Negotiation guy comes out. And he's like, Damon, would would you take this counter of two hundred seventy five thousand for thirty five percent? You know, contingent on the licensing agreement. And Damon says yes, which is almost exactly what he wanted. 
He went up 5% in equity. And continued on the licensing. But in the right, same right. sense, like, Damon's going to help get that licensing. So it's it's almost better for him because he's going to license. Clearly, this guy likes to make stuff. If he's patented this thing that's in a completely different space with the parasailing. Now right. he's doing this. So now, hopefully, this will get licensed. And then he'll be like, okay, that's on running next itself. One. Next project. Yeah. So... Good job, Brian. Yeah, so Brian gets a deal, too. So we're two for two so far tonight. I don't know. Anything else you want to add about the garage door lock? Any other videos you want to show us, Phil? Anything else? Are you good? I'm good. All right. Now, here we go. Phil, you want to introduce this next one? Morning head. Get your morning head. Wait, not that kind of morning head. Can I again? Ew. <laughs> I, I knew that Phil would put his two cents in. Okay. So I figured I'd just give it to you. Let lady. me understand this morning head. Okay, what morning head really is. It's pretty much really a shower is, cap. Morning head, the actual morning head, is something involving a man. Um, excuse a, me, a, this a, is a G-rated show. Hey, I kept it PG. I mean, <laughs> don't yell at me when I say shit when you're saying that. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. I didn't say any profanity. Listen, morning head, the product I've seen on AfterBuzz TV. Let me get this straight, right? It's a shower cap. That's like a towel. It's like an insulated, like, not insulated, but like you, you put water in it and it won't come out. And then you just rub your head. Yeah. So I don't necessarily know how it would work for someone with a little long hair. It was I think it's more towards dudes. Right. Um. Yeah, pretty much you put water in it. But and- you fill the whole thing with water? Yeah, he wasn't too descriptive. But I mean, all right, let's all... Let, I don't let's think break he this down it well for a second. We've all been at the point where you wake up and you have bedhead and you don't feel like taking a shower. And you're like, let me just wet this shit down and try and redo it. We've all been there, have we not? Of course. So That's why you wear a hat or you right. put your hair up. <laughs> so he's trying to solve that problem. No, I understand uh, that. Because it never looks right. No matter what you do, you mat your head down like it never works. It, it very rarely works. Come on. He's, he's got a point, this guy. But the... I, he didn't do a very good job about explaining how the product works. Because what you fill it up with water he and then put it on top of your head. Laughed at the whole time. <laughs> I was just like, honestly, all I kept thinking yeah. about was like it should have been bedhead. Bedhead <laughs> should have, yeah, yeah. Or it could have been what else is that cold when you wake up? Nothing. Bedhead kind of took that. Yeah, that was a good bedhead trademark. But I get it. He's trying to solve a problem. You do what you know, right? Right. And he knows he had morning head, so he was solving that. Yeah. I mean, and this guy's a mechanical engineer. How did he think of this? Max, where did you get this idea from? I mean, from looking at himself in the in the mirror every single day. Yeah. He's like, it was kind of funny that he walked in and everyone was kind of like, does he need a brush or yeah. is that his hairdo? Right. You know, and, and I'm a happy hair person. Like, I did not like his hair when he walked in, but, like, you could clearly tell he was going to do something. And, um... You know, Mr. Wonderful right away was just like, it's a diaper for your head, you know, <laughs> which is, I thought, I mean, I definitely was laughing at that. And, um, you know, but but in the same sense, this thing sells for seven ninety nine retail and it costs him a dollar to make. I mean, why wouldn't you just get it just to have it? You know I, what I mean? It's yeah. like funny if you saw and it around, he, you're like, oh, okay, why not? And then he was going into how people are doing like subscription ads because they're not reu- or they're reusable like once or twice or something. And then he wasn't too specific, but if you do a certain amount of money per month, they'll send you like new ones every month, which is kind of crazy. Yeah, that is kind of crazy. But I give him, I give him, you know, props for saying it. I don't know. Well, it's funny because Barbara, who is out, obviously says that she likes this product and that she has the same issue. And she has, obviously, a very short haircut as well. But she says she does this with the towel. Yeah. And that's all she you She wets need. a little towel mm-hmm. and does it, which she kind of just killed his business. She yeah. Was, <laughs> she, she punched him below the belt. I right know. There. She was tough. Yeah. And Mark was funny. He's like, I get it. I love it. If I had to follow, if, if he had more follow-up ideas, like he liked him, but this product wasn't really going anywhere. Right. So he was out. Um... You know, this guy's he's made he's made thirty six thousand dollars in eighteen months. That's with, pretty good. Yeah, like it's not like a lot. Like this isn't gonna be a million dollar product, but for some dude like selling these, that's you know, as a side project, because clearly this isn't the only thing he's doing. He's right. a mechanical engineer, I think he said. Yeah. So, you know, it's pretty good. And I, I respect the fact that, you know, they said like, Hey, listen, you know, this this is gonna make you money and or he actually said, you know, I didn't come in here with a crazy valuation. I'm only asking for this much amount of money. Right. Um, 
So I give him credit on that end of it. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. He was asking 25 like a, for 20%. Yeah. So, and then Robert's like, it's not really scalable, so he's out, which is. Like, I think a lot of the sharks, they want to take their money and invest in something that's going to grow. You know what I mean? They don't want something that's just going to add a little bit more residual income. They're not interested in that. They're interested in the game. Like, I feel like that's what entrepreneurs thrive on, the game of figuring it out and making it, you know, work. Um, and there was really nothing left to figure out about this. Um, Damon pretty much was just like, I'm out. And then, so everyone's out, and Mr. Wonderful has to throw in his extra two cents, and is like, this qualifies for poo-poo on a stick. I didn't think that was very nice. The guy got laughed at. Yeah. Like, he was laughed at the entire time. I w- it would be very interesting to see if Lori was there. Because for QVC? Yeah. yeah. Not that I think this is necessarily a great QVC product, but I feel like it's something so funny and so easy for someone to buy for, like, their son who's going away to college. You know right. what I mean? Or, like, just to have in the house. Yeah. Like, my mom always gets stuff like this to have in the house. Yeah, people she would for sure buy it. Yeah. Right. I think it's hysterical, too, that it was kind of a sh- like an insulated or, you know, seamed or whatever you want to call it, shower cap with a sticker on it. Like, it literally had a sticker okay. on it for branding, like a bump sticker. Don't you think this would be a good product at Spencer's? Yes. Do they even have that out here anymore? I don't know. Oh, yeah. Ab- absolutely. Oh, okay. It'd be the... Pr- well, absolutely, they have Spencer's, or this would be a good product for Spencer's, or both. Both. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Anything else about Morninghead, Phil? Anything you want to tell us about Morninghead? No. That's a different show. Okay. Late night after buzz. <laughs> okay, but here's the thing. I, you know, just, just not, I don't understand how you guys didn't get why Mark was laughing the entire time. Why do you think you know exactly why Mark was laughing? Because he understands the humor. Behind it, that is... <laughs> I don't know. I, mean, I guess it's. I mean, it is funny because I feel like, I'm naive, but it is. I funny. feel like for me, why I didn't get it was because once Mister Wonderful says it's a diaper for your head, I feel like <laughs> that's when for me that the laughter started. So I was laughing already for something else, and then just the way he was defending himself, I was kind of already laughing. Um, where you didn't have to think about yeah I wasn't like I wasn't just like I was like oh okay and the first thing I went to for Morninghead was Bedhead because of the products that they have and I right. use their products and all that stuff so uh, or I used to use their products but um, yeah so I, I definitely didn't make that connection but um, anyway anything else about Morninghead before we move on all he right. needs a better website pull Look, it up yeah pull it up you guys didn't catch the cue, did you? If he needs a better website, he should go to squarespace.com <laughs> to get that website. I got you. Took me a second. I was like looking for it. I gotta, um, I gotta realize I'm working with. Uh, I, I, under- I understand being intelligent is burden, but come on, let's let's, let's come on. Let's oh, a little bit faster. Shit, you want to go there? Can I tell you? All I pictured was a really inappropriate website, so did I. I was and like, I was like, uh oh, what's going to be back there? <laughs> um, but anyway, if he doesn't have a great website, or if Brian White for the garage door opener unlock thing lock needs a website people should go to squarespace um it's a great website it's easy to build you can get your domains there you can bring over other domains it starts at like as little as eight dollars a month yeah they have like people actual people you can talk to around the clock about your problems if you come into any while you're creating your page um i'm gonna use brian white as an example only because and i know we'll talk about christina's uh success story but um in terms (laughs) of brian white no one of the one of the things is he he didn't really have his social media set up and so you know with squarespace you get to create your own cool looking website and it taps into all the different social medias which clearly brian white wasn't doing and so there boom you got that second uh, you're an entrepreneur. You can sell stuff. E-commerce. You know, ha- so many people are going into the Shark Tank now and saying, "Hey, you know, seventy uh, percent. Uh, you typically at least fifty percent of sales are online, yeah. and uh, you know, there's some that are you know making a uh, hundred thousand upward just just on that. And so, you know, obviously having a great website for any business person is really important. And so, with Squarespace, they make that pretty much easy. And then Christina, she has a great success story. I do. Well, my personal website, ChristinaZS.com, is on there, and it's really fun. What's the website again? If you want to plug it one more time. My website, ChristinaZS.com. Um, actually, what it's really useful for me is because I link a lot of these videos to it, right? and I link a lot of, like, I do fashion tutorials and stuff like that, so I'm able to link all my 
my website. Seriously, all you need is the URL and you just put it in and you can play it straight on your website. And it's a really great format too. Sweet. And I actually did uh, see a commercial on TV and it was a pretty clean, sleek looking commercial. Yeah, they have so, um, a lot of great yeah. formats. I believe too there's a deal. If you guys go to squarespace.com and type in promotional code, sh- code, code Shark Tank, I think there's an additional 10% off or something like that. Is that true, Phil? Oh, yeah. You know we dial you guys in. <laughs> oh, yeah. Remember, go to squarespace.com, code word, promotional code, Shark Tank. Sweet. Sweet. The guys from Pack Back Books should be using this to rent their books. They totally should. They totally should. What do you What do you guys think about the the, the college books? I mean, um, I'm kind of very much with Robert, where in many ways I'm angered with this because... You know, granted, I didn't use my college books a lot, but that's because, honestly, I didn't pay for any of them. Why? Because I went to the library or I borrowed my friends. No, I no. think that's BS. Yeah. You can't find all those books at the library. Like They don't you, have textbooks okay, wait, at the are, library. Are you serious? The school would not provide their own li- textbooks in the library. Really? I mean, if you're going to tell me that. If you're they going don't. to a school, to a school with like a 6,000... 10,000 graduating class. Then yeah, no, I went you're to a school gonna... that had less than 3,000. And they had the books Boom. in the library. The textbooks. Yes. How not many copies? Reading. How many copies? Like, uh, at least five. So you're telling me <laughs> that it's like there's going to be a line outside the library after people get their schedules to go get the free books at the library because what if someone takes it out for the whole semester? You can't take... Here, here's what it is. You can't take it out for the semester. You can only read it there. But again, so uh, if I need it for a few hours... The curriculum is so different enough that, yeah, I can be able to get the book. It's not a no big No way. Thing. No, I think that's an off so, idea. I think though. it's a terrible idea, too. Oh, I'm sorry that I was smart enough not to spend a dollar on textbooks so, in college. But, yeah, but time is money. And what if five other people have those books? You're going to wait four hours in the library with your thumb all right, up your the, nose the, waiting the, for the, the textbook? Then take all – I'm sure there's people out there – by the way, I'm just saying – this is just tips, you know what I mean, before we get into the full pitch. I'm just saying, if you're in college, hey, divide it among friends, because that's what we did, if nothing else. We had, like, we, a group of ten people that owned one textbook. No, I think that's fine. That's way better than your library Than idea. waiting for, like, a whole day to read a, a few chapters. I from- mean, because, like, when there's a test, everyone in that class, everyone's going to run to the library? Yeah. <laughs> they each have, like, an hour of time to study for <laughs> Oh, dude. That's Sorry, Phil. Work. That's not happening. Anyway. Oh, well, I still got by, so whatever. Anyway, we have uh, Mike and Casey come in. They're from Chicago. Pack back books. It's a, what they call an affordable study solution for starving students. They want $200,000 for 10% of their company. Um, and I did not know, which I find fascinating, is that the cost of textbooks went up 812%. That's disgusting, That is right? disgusting. That's mm-hmm. terrible. That makes me That makes me angry. There are very few things in the world that make me angry. And the that system taking advantage of people makes me angry and that is a a clear example of the system taken you know what do you think about that phil huh 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 you think they still have those five free textbooks in the li- in the college <laughs> library i doubt it i bet they, they do but i found <laughs> I, I the, doubt it dude what i found interesting was that it's an eight billion dollar industry six billion wow. of which is for used books and i found that interesting but you know for me what i, I you know, I, I just don't like the one day thing. Like, there's other. Th- this isn't a book website, but there's a there's a site called Lynda.com where every month you pay like twenty five bucks and you get unlimited tutorial videos for you know whether it's Photoshop, film editing, music, mm. website, anything of that nature. But it's totally different. You're dealing I, with I underst- content that's already published. I understand, but what I'm saying is, you know, uh, I mean, it, it's twofold. I'm kind of more preaching here rather than talking about the product. Um, and I understand this. What I'm saying is, you know, sometimes there people get so hung up on the idea of education. You can buy your own education. It doesn't have to be that expensive. Like, again, for me, lynda.com, I've used it kind of throughout the years, and I've been able to educate myself. And there are other ways to, to learn and, you know, perhaps college. Like Damon didn't go to college, and look at him. He's pretty successful. Yeah, but yeah, I don't think these that's, kids that's, are in college. Like, yeah, that's it's not, not the point. point here. Yeah, And I know you, you And I understand that. I took it to, you know what I mean? I'm talking about a completely different yeah. thing. I understand. Anyway, back to the product. Paperback, I mean, pack back books. Um, 
I actually think it's a great idea. Yeah. So for $5 a day, you can pretty much rent a book. You can rent a book. It's, um, and obviously I, online only, right? Only online. And you can, um, you can also, like, they're creating a way because they're creating a win-win for themselves. Cause pretty much like seeing that $8 billion industry, 6 billion of it is, for used books, like those publishers don't get royalties on when a book gets sold and sold and sold. So they're yeah. actually going to have licensing deals and get deals for the publishers to get money back. So of course they're going to say yes because they're not making money off these used, used books. books. So I feel like that's going to be an easy task to do. So then how come they only have one publisher so far? I think they're kind of new. And I don't right. think they know how to make those deals maybe. And I think that's what they're there for. Um, but I do. I think it's... I mean, gosh, when I was in college, I didn't read the textbook. I read the textbook the day before the test and was like, what do I need to know for the test? Yeah, me too. I mean, I feel like, and again, like I can go off on a tangent too about our education Mm -hmm. system, but I don't, you know what I mean? Like for what they're trying to do, I think it's a brilliant idea because it is. Books are expensive. You got to lug them around all the time. Nowadays, too, like every kid at college probably has an iPad or this or that. Right, so, so they like, can just get the, it right with Right, them. they can just carry their iPad and have all their books on it. You can highlight There's- it. You can do this, that, and the other thing. And also, too, I mean, I don't know. Am I talking about smart, Phil? Am I the only one that thought when you're ha- seeing it on your iPad, why don't you just screenshot the book and p- then you have it? Take a screenshot that, of the pages of chapter you need. Call you smart. You so smart. You clever. I mean, I'm just I saying. everything. <laughs> why, why, why would you rent it for five days? You spend one day, you screenshot the whole book, you print it out, you got the book for five bucks. Here's what, I mean, in, in terms of the five bucks, you know, I know they couldn't really get into the territory of more. I'm could, sorry. <laughs> I know. Um, I know they couldn't get into the tor- territory because publishers are kind of doing the, the overall Electron, electronic book things but I would have liked to see uh, different tiers of this okay five bucks for one day or what's like a month look what's like a semester look you know what I'm saying yeah and I that like that change. that's smart yeah that might change I feel like that could change I feel like too um, you can you know that what you were talking about with getting together with friends I mean because you, I'm sure you have to have like a password or this or that and I mean does that password only work on one device? So I'm sure I think you I think it's friends. interesting. Interesting I think um using the iTunes model I I think it's a minimum of 5 devices just as a general rule. I don't know if it's like an FCC mandated thing, but you know it'd be interesting like hey, so there you you <laughs> me and her that's that's three of us right there five you know 5 bucks one day divided by 3. We're good. Yeah, that's fantastic. Screenshot the whole book. We just got the whole book for yeah. a semester for a dollar 50. Done. <laughs> I know. I feel bad that, but that's really what you should do. Just screenshot the book. And your agent, like, <laughs> it was funny. Once I had to go to, um, like, traffic school for a parking ticket or something. Or for, no, I got one of those tickets for the red light. You know, when they take your picture and they like, you, you know, you drive into the red light and they have a video of you driving through the red light. And there was this traffic school that was going to take like 30 hours, it says. And I was like, I just sat there and let it go through it, screenshot it, just let it go into the next one and let my computer on it. And then when you got to the test, you just look through all the things for the answer. It could be the same thing. Yeah, that's what everyone does for their driver's license. That's right. Yeah, it's like easy. Yeah. So sorry, <laughs> sorry. Payback book screenshot is uh, your nemesis, I guess. Um, but anyway, Mr. Wonderful, he says he can't go back there. I guess he comes from education and educational tools, which I didn't know. So I don't know exactly what he was talking about. I don't know if you guys know. Because I I think early on, you know, a lot of his licensing stuff. I mean, think about all the things that have to go into the education system, whether K through 12 and higher up, you know, a lot of it is designed for that. And it's a big business. However, it's so bureaucratic. I don't, you know what I mean? Right. Sometimes even more so than politics. Right. Because especially because part of the problem is there's no money to give out. You know what I mean? It's not like, you know, the public system especially, like there's no money to be really made. Yeah. I'm still stuck on this screenshot thing, man. Print out a bunch of copies, sell people them 10 bucks for a book. Yeah. You know, you know. hopefully they're listening because they're going to put add that technology. Like you can't take a screenshot of this crap. Yeah, it doesn't Snapchat have that technology? That you, you can't not screenshot a Snapchat. I've never done it. I, I think I don't think you can. I mean, it's not really a revolutionary technology. It's you just <laughs> disable it for whatever phone it is, and you know, make sure it doesn't. Right, work. but if it's on a computer, like I don't think your computer, 
Like you can take like even if you have a web page open, you can take a screenshot yeah. and it does everything. But like- you ever take a okay, um try to take um a screenshot of let's say a DVD. It'll come out as nothing if it's protected right. So uh, you know what I mean? Oh, really? you, could, you could do it. I've never seen that. Yeah, anyway, so um so Mr. Wonderful is like he didn't want to go back there. He's been in this this space for a while, so he's out. And then Robin says, I'm sorry, I don't really share the vision. I'm out. And Mark is like, I'm in this space. I'm doing stuff like this. 10% not enough. Again, with the not enough. Come back to me with what's, you know, a different equity and what I can get and how much. But he wasn't this time saying, like, make me a better offer. He was saying, okay, for me, it's not worth it for 10%. But, you know... Make it worth it for me. And if, if that's going to cost more, tell me what you think that would be. Right. And when they go outside, it was interesting because they were talking. And I think it was Mike that said, um, well, let's give them, you know, 250 for 15% or something like that. And Casey was like, well, that's the same valuation. So they decided against that. They went back in and they said, how about 200000 for 15%? Right. Um. And then Mark came back with, you know, how about 250000 Oh, no, they came back with 17.5% yeah, first. Yeah. yeah, I forgot about that. Sorry. And then Mark came back with two hundred and fifty for 20%. And it was funny. The case, case this was bit, amazing. Well, yeah, I love that. How about too. 20% for <laughs> 200000 Mark was Deal. like, sure. Okay. <laughs> Which, I mean, you got to understand. I don't think this takes away from the kids' smarts. Some no. people some people in the tank, I think it would take away from their smarts, and we would be ripping them a new one. But this guy, Casey. Like you could tell he was just like a little bit overwhelmed and like he was just kind of like, we're getting a deal. I'm excited, but I don't know what I'm doing. I'm really, you know, and he just was like, oh, I messed up. And then he said it. He's like, I was going to say 200,000. And Mike's like, no, no, wait, 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 no, no. (laughs) And then uh, again, Mark being the generous guy that he was, he's like, you know, I'm actually going to do the 250 for 20%. So, um, so they got a deal too. There was three deals today. The only one that didn't get a deal was Morninghead, Phil. It's interesting. Three deals. Yeah, we were all kind of saying that this episode was a bit of a snooze fest. I know. And we kind of had a good talk about it. Yeah. So I guess maybe, uh, I don't know. We it did was... kind of go off topic, though, and most of it my fault. Yeah. Um. All right. So <laughs> anything else before we move to the news and gossip? I have some gossip. After Buzz TV News. All right, so first we go to the flashback to the Fiber Fix. Fiber Fix It. Fiber Fix It. I, I remember loved this. it. Me too. Yeah, it so, was this season, It too. was this season, yeah. yeah. Which was crazy. I've never seen one of the same season. No. So it's like that quickly. I'm really excited for these guys because I think this product is awesome. And I do agree with Lori. It should be in every single household. It totally should. And before going on Shark Tank, they had $300,000 worth of sales three months after three months after six million million dollars with the sales nationwide home run um it was really cool you got to see Lori on qvc with them doing the doing the little commercial or promo infomercial um they're in home depot ace true value they just got a deal for all the lows everyone should go out there and get Fiber fix it. Um, we think you can use it for anything. Pretty much, that's what they're saying. Yeah, this whole studio was made with fiber fix it. Yeah, we're sitting stuck to the fiber fix it chairs. Yeah. No, I'm totally lying. <laughs> um, and then, so today, I came across this tweet um, that was actually kind of funny about Mark. I think, and it also just goes to show his character. It's it's a flip, but apparently, Mark tends to get, as the owner of the Mavericks, he's super outspoken. He tends to get fines from disagreeing with the refs. Um, And his largest fine was for half a million dollars, and he received it for verbally attacking the head of NBA officiating, Ed Rush, (laughs) in 2002. And... Cuban claimed he would not ever hire Rush to manage a Dairy Queen ice cream bar. That's what he said. He was like, he made it. He's like, to, I wouldn't hire him to marry to manage a Dairy Queen. Like he's that bad, you know. Making and then the he's heading that and be- <laughs> right, and, and making a reference to Dairy Queen. So the head of communications for Dairy Queen, <laughs> Dean Peters, saw this as an opportunity, and he issued a statement where they offered for Mark Cuban to come run a Dairy Queen for a day to see if it was really that easy. And they they, they totally didn't expect him to show up, and Mark Cuban showed up, 
And they they were like, if he does show up, he'll probably show up for like an hour or two. He showed up at 6.30 a.m. And he was there until 2.30 p.m. Like a normal employee when they told him to go home. And Dairy Queen estimated for this whole thing, they received about $10 million worth of publicity for this. Wow. How crazy is that? But that's I think incredible. it's cool. That's a, by the way, that's a win-win because it just only helps promote Mark as well. You right. Know? Right. Total win-win. But I think it's crazy that he was like... In the midst of anger, being like, I wouldn't even hire you to manage Dairy Queen. Like, you're so terrible. And then Dairy Queen's like, yo, is it really that easy to do this? And he's <laughs> yeah. like, all right, I'm going to come see. You know what I mean? Like, so That's I think it was really cool. stand-up of him to actually go do that. Um, so that was the news. And um, I don't know. Predictions, I think, are kind of kind of hard for this show. And now, I, you're after Buzz TV. Predictions. We're coming up on the season finale soon. A couple, three more, right? I don't know. I'm gonna uh, be four more. Totally something. honest with you, I taped this episode and my, um, the previews were cut off. Yeah, the only thing that I think I heard, and I don't know if Phil, if you saw them, was that someone was asking for two hundred and fifty-eight thousand dollars for three percent. Wow, it was like the weirdest. <laughs> Not like two sixty for five percent or right. two fifty for two percent. It was like two hundred and fifty eight thousand dollars for three percent. What yeah. is three percent? I don't know that valuation off the top of my head. I mean, it's got to be nah, a lot. Yeah. Two hundred fifty thousand for three percent be like twenty, like ten million dollar valuation. Okay. No, but like, I mean, what are you gonna do with three percent? I know. <laughs> yeah. So I thought that was weird, but. Besides that, I mean, love the show, love watching it. Thank you guys so much for watching, listening. If you have any comments, questions, please send them to us. You can always find me on Instagram and Twitter at I am Steph Z with an F. What about you? Where can we find you? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Miss Zias. And her website's done by Squarespace, ChristinaZias.com. And MissZias.com. Oh, yeah. Where can we find you, Phil, here at AfterBuzz? <laughs> Yes, follow us here at AfterBuzz on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and of course, every Tuesday night, I will be on the TV, on Oxygen, in Chasing Marie Minos at 10, 9 Central. So definitely check that out. Yeah. That's right, I said it. You're a TV star now. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'll be making investments soon. Pitch me. (laughs) But you gotta see what I'm into. Chasing Marie Minos. Dude, morning morning wood. Morning wood. Bye. Sunday fun day. (laughs) See you later. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. See you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.